Welcome to Diva on the Block on my new YouTube channel where we take you to the back streets of this whole blockchain, Bitcoin and crypto shenanigans to give you a better understanding of what really is going on and how you can take advantage of it. My guest today is Tabona Evans. She's a founder and CEO of Guapcoin, a mother of eight children and a technology specialist with almost 20 years of experience. In today's episode, we talk about Tabona's most recent project with Guapcoin, how she does it all as a mompreneur and a mother of eight kids, how she deals with being a woman and on top of that, a woman of color and how Guapcoin is infusing the by Black Movement. My name is Kiana Danielle. I'm the founder of the Invest Diva Movement, where our mission is to help 1,000 moms start investing in the online financial assets the right way and make their money work for them. If you're new here and wondering who the heck I am, I'm an adjunct professor of investment management at universities in New York and in Japan. You may have heard of me or seen me on media like Fox Business, CNN, Forbes, and NASDAQ, and I've written three books on trading and investing topics. This is my new YouTube channel, so I'd really appreciate your support by subscribing, liking, and sharing these videos with any mom in your life who can benefit from it. If you're just getting started with investing, make sure to check out the link in the description area to discover how I make $12,000 per month using my weird Japanese investing system. Now, I had so much fun chatting with Tavona, and I hope you love it. Let's go say hi to Tavona and let's rock the rock. Which one is correct? Tavana. <laughs> I always butcher people's names and everybody butchers my name. So okay. Tavana, I want to just get real with you today. And first of all, just tell me, how do you feel about being in this field and um, being a woman and being, you know, woman of a color? I just want to know that first. Well, I love it. I do, because it gives me, like, a deep playground, you know, my deep mind. I love geeky things like this. So it gives me an opportunity to, you know, learn new things, do new things, to code, do the things that I like to do. Um, it's br The brand new part of it is me kind of being out in the public with it. That's very brand new. Um, it's hard. I have my extreme highs and... You know, in the past, I've had my extreme lows, but I just try to keep it balanced now. I just, you know, I try not to get too excited about things <laughs> anymore. Um, but it's, it's really new. It's, I don't have too many people who can um, advise me on things. I do most of the advising. So, you know, it's, it's, a, new, it's a new space for me. So, I mean, I, first of all, I'm right there with you. It's like one day is great, the next day is just horrible, and the ups and downs, like, can just two days be similar? <laughs> like, that literally happens to me. Like, one day I'm like, oh, my God, I'm top of the world. Everybody loves me. The second day, like, everything is just down, going down the rabbit hole. So um, give us a little background. How did you get involved in this field? Well, I've been in technology for over 20 years. Um, I, you know, when I was younger, my grandfather told me, if you get into tech, you know, your, your life path is just going to be written for you. He was just like, you know, my grandfather at the time was in his 70s and he didn't know anything about a computer. 
So um, I got into the computer field and being in the computer field, I was always in a male dominated environment, of course. Um, I started out as an engineer, just a systems engineer doing networking, you know, all of that stuff that the guys in the white shirts and the ties used to do back in the days. Um, then I got into more of the creative side and that was in the design and development because I'm also an artist. So I got more into that and marketing. Started marrying them both together, started my own development company. And um, then I got into extra geeky stuff, which is the data stuff, you know, got into data and um, working for the government and doing analysis. And then finally, you know, I got, um, after starting my first official startup, um, I got into blockchain. And my first startup uh, was a company called Safe to Me, and I thought it would be cool to integrate blockchain technology into that startup, but it was a little early for everybody else. And no one in my company knew anything about blockchain, and it was like, mm, I don't know about that. Um, I wound up leaving and starting Guapcoin because um, that was coming from how difficult it was for me as a black woman to raise funds um, for my startup. So I was like, man, you know, I saw that, you know, blockchain as the perfect opportunity to be able to raise funds for tech projects, you know, that you have. So that was one thing. And then the other thing is, I was like, we need this in our community because, you know, I'm really big on community economics and I'm really big on helping repairing the value system of people of color worldwide. So I was like, this is perfect, you know, so I kind of, you know, just jumped all in. So this is very fascinating that you went from data. Well, data is like the hot topic. I know blockchain is hot too, but data is like, nobody is declining that data is a big deal. Right. But you decided to switch from data to blockchain. Was there something that triggered you to make the switch? Well, not, I think that being like a, a true kind of tech geek, you just see something new and you want to learn it and you want to absorb it. You're like, oh my God, this is great. And then you start digging into tutorials and, you know, looking at the videos and the next thing you know, you're reading books and the next thing you know, you're like all in something else. You know what I mean? So it, it's- called being multi-passionate. <laughs> right, because to me, it's all technology. It's all the same thing to me. I don't view it as different. It's technology. So tell me a little bit about Guapcoin. So you started this and what stage are you at right now? What is the white paper about? And what's really the, um, the reason behind you? Behind, well, behind well, initially when we got in, we got in when, in when at the beginning of the ICO, well, not the beginning, sort of like the middle of the ICO craze. Um, we got in then and we had an Ethereum token at the time. Right, um, because that was just the easiest way for us to get out. We knew we needed our own blockchain. I knew we needed our own blockchain, but um, I didn't know, you know, working on limited funds and just getting into the blockchain space, I was like, I don't know if we could do this yet. You know what I mean? So we got in with Ethereum, you know, I wrote the smart contract for that coin and we put that out there. Um, and we re quickly realized how difficult it was going to be because of what we're doing and who our market is. Market is who is your market? Well, our market is, of course, the underbanked, the, the underserved, um, people of color, um, you know, the African diaspora. Would it be in the U.S. or is it worldwide? Uh, 
Well, originally it began the U.S. because that's where I live. But I want I, to this day, I've been traveling all over the world, and everybody needs guac corn. So it's no longer just the U.S. <laughs> it's it's all over. I've, I've been invited to many, many different countries that have people who are marginalized, just like African Americans in this country. So I'm like, this is a big thing for a lot of people, you know. So, um, but. My priority is African-Americans because I kind of think that when it comes to these type of things, we kind of get left out of the conversation and we do. So I'm like, you know, we need to get educated and brought up to speed and somebody, you know, has to take that as their priority. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where our, our, our mission is based from. You know, I mean, I totally relate with that. Being a minority, literally my whole life, I'm, I'm Jewish. I lived in Iran, so I was like literally the only Jewish girl in my class. And then I went, I studied engineering too. I have studied engineering in Japan. I was the only girl in my class for six years. And it's just ridiculous. The amount of intimidation, the amount of, you know, just being looked at as a weirdo. Like, what are you even doing here? And being left out of the conversation. I, first of all, I, I totally relate and I admire the fact that you've taken this upon yourself to not only let this stop you from doing what you want to do, but actually help others. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's admirable that you are focusing on the people that you care about, and which is your people. And it absolutely makes a lot of sense because then they're going to relate to you. Uh -huh. because you were there you yes. were one of them and now yes. look at where you are and and you can obviously help them yes. so tell me about the guap coin project so th is this going to be like a peer-to-peer -peer coin so that just african-americans can no, no. actually it's a decentralized project um we're building our community my priority is educating African-Americans and people of color, but I one day envisioned everybody using Guapoint, you know what I mean? But, you know, sometimes you got to, when you see that there's an, an area that's left out, you know, you got to go into that area and kind of like, okay, you know, educating, this is what's going on, you know, make people aware so that, you know, they have a fair, um, a fair shot at, at prospering in this system. You know, and we're not seeing that in general crypto. So, and we're not seeing that for the masses anywhere. That's why we don't have mass adoption. You know, so people have to take certain segments, certain areas, certain families, like you say, Jewish families. You may go to Jewish families, you may go to, um, you know, Palestinian, whoever. You go to these countries or you go to these people, these your people and say, hey, this is what's going on in, 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 in the world right now. This is about to take over your paradigm. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's something that we all have to do. So I just picked a segment, of course, the easiest segment that uh, the most natural segment for me. And I'm like, okay, we need to do this. We need to take this more seriously. And people tend to take it more seriously when they see faces that they can identify with. Yeah, it's absolutely true. It's all about the psychology at the end of the day, because you might want to do it, but you might be intimidated to do it because nobody else who looks like you is doing yeah, it. Yeah. Once you see that person, yeah. oh my God, like it, it empowers you. So uh, I want to actually just go ahead and bring up, so Guapcoin, is it now, um, is it investable? Are you past the ICO stage? Give us a little background. Um, so what are we doing? What we're doing is, of course, because of the expense of just the technology expansion and everything, 
we raise money by something called Masternodes. We have Masternodes, we're a Masternode point. So just like Libra is getting people to invest in their nodes and buy nodes to get this out, we're getting people to get Guap coin nodes to, to become Guap governors is what we call them. So who, um, I just brought um, up your to, website. Pull up, pull up the .org site because I think that more reflects where we're at right now. So yeah, guapcoin.org? Uh-huh. There you there go. You go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So are you competing with Libra? And if so, how? <laughs> you know, I think that Libra will help us, honestly. I think that Libra maybe may actually turn out to be um, a helpful thing. Of course, it needs some type of. Um, I think it does on on the on the side of the regulators. It does need a little bit of. Um, you know, you can click on our community and you'll see some of the community members. What we're doing right now is we're adding community members. So we're. I love it. Everyone is African American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're we're highlight. These are some of the people who have nationals, and it's only a fraction. Of uh, and the logo is black and gold. Is like yeah, truly yeah, <laughs> speaking yeah. to the audience. Love it. Yeah. So we're so we're adding. Um, we're trying to highlight that our community. You know who our community is, and um, that these are all different types of people. And they're all, and all of these people have been helpful in terms of what um, at this point and going beyond. So actually, um, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend Sherry Amy. Are you familiar with her? Uh, Sheree from yeah. um, from uh, uh, yes, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, she so she, I, I think I would love to if you're not. Um, if you haven't met each other yet, I think yeah, you have, guys are have, gonna hit it off. Mm-hmm, we have, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, so, so yeah, you were saying, tell me, uh, so you got the wallet. And so, yeah. I mean, I would say you're saying that uh, Facebook is going to be good for the industry as a whole, which I agree with, because they're going to bring the attention that we need. Yes, the and, they're, time, and they're, they're, they're the only ones, honestly, with the kind of money it's going to take to face. And the, and the, the, and the amount of data, obviously, like yeah. they are the ones that actually can make it happen. But my problem with them, like that you don't have, Yours is a decentralized blockchain yes. and exchange, but Facebook as of now is still. Yeah, and see, see, but see, the thing is, Facebook is a stable coin. So, you know what I mean? Um, Libra is a stable coin. So, you know, stable coins are not decentralized. So, so how about Guap? Is it going to be? Yeah, Guap is, a, is decentralized. So uh, is, not, it, is it not, not a stable coin at all? We're not head to anything. We're, we are following in the footsteps of Bitcoin. Okay. Gotcha. So give us the first, the best, the top three qualities of Guapcoin um, that would, you know, I understand that your target audience, like you've done your marketing, your target audience perfectly, but give me three qualities of Guapcoin that make it better than its competition. Let's say there are well, other- for, for our market, it helps to give us a financial voice. Um, because the statistics show that African-Americans and people of color are one of the largest spenders. We're also some of the largest trendsetters in the world, but that does nothing to do to reinvest in our communities. So for instance, we had a big thing last year where everybody was talking about boycott Gucci because of, of something that, that they had put out. But to get these companies to pay attention to you, you know, these companies pay attention to money. 
You know what I mean? They pay attention to finances. They pay attention to a financial voice. And we see Guapcoin as, as being able to be a financial voice. In the future, we know that companies like, say, I like to use, for example, Walmart, they'll be taking cryptocurrencies one day. They'll be accepting various cryptocurrencies. So if one day that they're, they're able to accept Blockcoin, you know, um, you can spend with your voice. You know what I mean? You can spend with your community. You can align with your community. So you can turn around and say, you know what? I'm going to make my purchases for Blockcoin because I'm aligning my financial voice with a movement that is working for the betterment of my community. So if at the, at the end of the day, let's say uh, Walmart is looking at quarterly profits. Walmart could see quarterly profits and could see it profited very well from the people who spent with Blockcoin. They can't deny that. And because blockchain is, you know, public and decentralized data that's available for everybody, this is something that the community will be able to look and see what type of impact our spending, what type of power our spending is going to have. And I think that that's something that would impact us not on a, not only on a financial level, but on a social level and even on a psychological level. I love it. We are the children of African diaspora. Um, so in the next, what is next for you? What is, what are the projects that you're working on right now? Well, the next thing for us is, um, we're currently working on a, uh, our, de our decentralized exchange, which is the decks you pointed to. So that's one aspect. Um, the co-aspect we're working on is education. <laughs> so we have to educate people about what is this decentralized movement about. Um, I've come to find out that most of us don't have a clue as to what decentralization is. You know what I mean? So as much as less cryptocurrency. So we look at it and we see this cryptocurrency and a lot of people ask me the same questions. Is this a stock? Is this this? Is this that? Is this that? Do you own this? Do you do? You know what I mean? And they ask the same questions. So we have to educate them and tell them no. Like even me, no, I don't own this. This belongs to the community. You know what I mean? Yes, I, th I thought of it and whatever, but I'm working on the community for this to be a community thing. We're trying to push this decentralization movement out to the community. We gotta right. I mean, that is exactly the reason why I wrote my book, Cryptocurrency yeah. Investing for Dems, like right over there. It's yeah. just because people don't get it. It's like, okay, yeah. what is it? Yeah. And, they don't. They don't. And they when don't. they don't get it, it's very easy to label it as a scam. And yeah. then yeah, you're defending yeah. yourself as not being a scam. And it's just, yeah. oh my God, I'm like just tired of defending yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm telling them, come own this, take ownership in this, you know, because people come to me and they say, I think this would be a great idea to do a block. I'm like, okay, do it. I'll support you. You know what I mean? We can do anything with this because that's what this is about. So, you know, they come to me and they look kind of for me to do it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. You know, we, we all supposed to do this. You know, we're all supposed to just, you know, take this and run with it. So it's kind of hard to, to push that kind of freedom on people. Right. Yeah. It's just all a part of, you know, our world actually becoming more peer-to-peer, -peer, more connected, yeah. and people doing it as a crowd psychology, doing things as a whole, as opposed to one person doing it and other people following. Yes, it, like, right? yes, yes, yes. Take this, take this, and run. Integrate this. You, you know, you want to put this in your, your app or whatever. I'm here to offer my advice how to do this. I can help you, you know, in terms of advice and advisory, stuff like that. But 
actually one day I want to be able to go back to my kids. You know what I mean? So wait, you got <laughs> eight kids. Wait, am I even <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> All right, I have one kid and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have them. So what, tell me about how you do this while being a mother of eight kids. Yeah. How old are they? Well, my oldest is now 24 and that's my girl. I have two girls and six boys. My oldest daughter is 24. Um, I have a son who's 22. I have one that's 21. 20. Look at how old are you? I'm 44. <laughs> I'll be 45 next month. All right. I'm sorry. I know it's a, I'm not going to say it, but you guys look young. Like it's, Thank you. you know what I'm referring to. I'm not supposed to say it. <laughs> Okay, what's your youngest? How old is your youngest? I, my youngest is nine, and she's a girl. So, oh. and girls, and then all boys in between. And then I have a grandson who's three. So, he's our newest. You're a grandma? Yeah, I am. <laughs> he oh, yeah. my God. All right, you're one good-looking grandma. Okay, so, had, so this is because I serve moms and parents, and it is very, very hard. You got a ton on your, on your plate. They can, I can only imagine how much you got on your plate with all the kids. And I mean, even though they are now older, but now you've got a grandchild uh -huh. and you want to spend time with them. So how do you balance your life and this massive well, balance is pretty important to me and it's gotten more important to me as I've gotten older. Um, I would work many, 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 many hours and especially on block, you know, for the last couple of years. But at least from this year, I started to say to myself, well, you know what? Now you got to start balancing it back out. You got to get your half of your, your, your joy and the other half of your work. You got to kind of weigh it out. So I forced myself to, I mean, I tell myself, okay, you got time. You know, time is not running out. Just calm down. Go take a break. Go take the kids to the movies. Go to David Buster's or something. You know, go have fun. I'm also a VR fan. So I have my Oculus Quest. <laughs> so I, at least a, a day out of the week, you know, I'm going to take a couple of hours and I'm going to play my VR, you know. Because oh. I'm a real true geek. And I tell you, I'm a geek, I'm a geek. Serious. So that's, you know, that's kind of how. I try to stay in touch with my inner child. All my kids help me do that. You know, they, they So you have me. open conversations with them to help yeah. them realize what yeah. you're trying to achieve and what their position yeah. is. Yeah. 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 I think that is like super important because it is very hard to, I mean, for me at least it's like, okay, you get down, you, like you're so passionate about the business. That is also your baby. Like the business, the coin, the, whatever it's, your movement is your baby as well. So it's like the balance of it. So how do you not take out the things that go wrong in your business on your kids? Woo. <laughs> I think I could more take out the things that go wrong with my kids or my business. <laughs> but not to be the other way around. But, um, you know, I, I guess the, the most difficult part is I also look at my communities almost like my children. You know, I identify them that. So when I, I feel like I'm not living up to their standards or I'm not pleasing them, that's the hardest part for me. You know what I mean? So if I feel like you know, I'm disappointing my community, then that's a big, that's, I take that really hard. Um, my kids, I don't take it hard because I know they'll be okay in like five minutes. They're like, you know, they, get <laughs> they got your trust. The community. Yeah, they, you know, <laughs> right. 
But, you know, sometimes you can think it's the end of the world when you're working with the public and you get like a big, like something like this is so new and experimental. You can have problems. I've had chain problems on the blockchain. I have wallet problems. The same typical stuff that every other blockchain has. Yeah. But when you're dealing with a new community that does not know anything about this, it's hard because they're looking like this, like, what kind of mess is this? This doesn't work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, this isn't working or this isn't working. But it's like, this is normal blockchain stuff. You know it's evolving. I mean? like, yeah, it's yeah. evolving. So that becomes the hardest part because you're like, uh, you know, you could wake up in the morning and, you know, you got some wallets going up sync or some nodes going down or something like that. And um, I have to play the senior support because not too many people really know. Oh, that's my biggest problem too. People are like, why don't you hire like a customer? So like, nobody understands it better than I do. It's, it's, it's hard. It's tough. And that just shows how much you really care about the business and how much, yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically, it's your goal, I guess, in life. Um, so I got a last question for you and I asked this from everyone. So Guapcoin is awesome and I wish you the best of luck with it, obviously, but other than Guapcoin, what is your favorite crypto and why? Um, my favorite crypto, that's hard. I would say my favorite crypto, of course, is Bitcoin. Okay. Because, because, I mean, it's the granddaddy. You know what I mean? You got to give props to the granddaddy. I tell everybody that. I think that that for us, Bitcoin was more of a way shower. You know what I mean? To letting us know that, wow, you can obtain, you, you do have the freedom to create certain things. And you can make choices. You can have an alternative when something is not working for you. You know what I mean? So I think it, it kind of gave us hope that, you know, that, we can come together where well, we can govern, you know, our finances and ourselves and make decisions rather than the middleman have to dictate how we do everything, you know? So it gave us hope. So I think that, um, I, 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 for that, I think Bitcoin is definitely my, um, and that was interesting. I mean, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but I was kind of thinking because Guapcoin is on Ethereum, you might want to go with Ethereum. No, actually it's not on Ethereum. Oh, we have our own blockchain now. Okay. But, oh, it yeah. started on Ethereum. Started out on Ethereum. Gotcha. I do like Ethereum. Um, I, I definitely like the the you know the ability to do smart contracts. Like everything has its thing, but you know I'm more of a um, I just like to give my props to the. You know, to the to the top one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I only gave you one choice, so uh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That was your best. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and Bitcoin is limited in terms of what it does. It does yeah. what it does, you know. So Yeah, it's slower, it's that's yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean definitely it was it was the um it was a leader and yeah. the pioneer. And pioneers may not always be the um the winners, but yeah. Those are the ones who showed us the way. That makes absolute sense. Okay, thank you so, so much for joining the block. And I'm pretty sure that everyone on the viewers took something away from this. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I can't can't wait to to future success. And people who are watching, thank you so much for watching, guys. And if you have any questions, ask it in the comments and I'm sure somebody's going to get back to you. (laughs) All right. Thank you. And I'll see you in the next episode of Diva on the Block. Thank you.
before you leave, we ask everybody to make a silly face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me your best silly face. When the blockchain blows up. Ah, when, it's, when, when nodes are stuck. Ah. <laughs> it comes with a soundtrack.